All right, you guys, so it is Wednesday, September 16th. Kind of crazy to think that it's already September 16th. And it is 2020, a very infamous year. All right, so what I want to do here is I want to kind of shift gears on, on these Wednesdays. So I know this is our first time doing one of these Wednesdays. I don't have a thing to call it yet, and I think calling it like Wacky Wednesday or Weird Wednesday or anything too cliche like that is lame. So if you have any ideas, let me know. I do, however, want to keep it on the topic of environmental science. So generally, on these Wednesdays, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking something that connects to environmental science. I will also periodically be having guests either on these Wednesdays or sometimes in our usual podcast. All that being said, let's go ahead and get started and just have a quick talk. So I struggled quite a bit here because I didn't quite know what the topic should be, right? So it's a Wednesday. I don't want to have it be like curriculum, 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 like all you're doing is learning, right? So I'm going to talk about what I think is interesting and get us started. Some of these Wednesdays will be more interesting than others, but I I think today is going to be a great one for you guys because we've started this class, but you guys are so new to this material. You're so new to environmental science and maybe the passion's there, but maybe the knowledge isn't quite there yet. So I assume that a lot of you are sitting there thinking you have this passion going, you have, you're, you're wondering, you're like, Hey, we've watched the Lorax, right? You've seen the Lorax. You're like, man, I want to I want to make a positive impact. So, But you're probably sitting there thinking, man, but who am I? I'm just some 16, 17, 18-year-old kid. How do I make an impact? So we'll talk about that, and that's kind of the goal a little bit today. So I want to share a, a few statistics with you, and I want to share how I think you can actually make an impact. And hopefully it's stuff that you take with your family. Hopefully it's stuff that you take with your future. Like Hopefully it's stuff that you think about tomorrow, right? That's the goal. So here's a question for you guys. What are, like, if, if I if I asked somebody, if I, if I went to a room, like if I had all you guys sitting in a class and I said, what are easiest ways to decrease the impact that we're making on the environment? I bet you I'd get some of the usual answers. Drive less, get an electric car, solar panels, Things like that. Stop using fossil fuels. Like I feel like it's the typical answers, okay? But there's some things that I think get overlooked. So right now what we're going to talk about is waste. So what I have in front of me is the numbers or percentage of waste based on type. So what I mean is, like we know plastics get thrown away, right? But what percentage of all stuff that gets thrown away are plastics, okay? So let's talk about some of those. But first, I want you to think about what do you think is the largest percentage of waste right now? Really think about it. So take some time. I'll pause for a second so you can think about it, and I want you to see if you're going to be correct. All right, time's up. Let's see if you got it correct. So the largest percentage of waste comes from paper and paperboard. You might be wondering, like, well, what's paperboard? Guess what it is? Cardboard. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. Okay, we're talking about anything that derives from paper, right? So if you're in a class and you do some paper, you throw it in the trash, that counts. If you order something online and it comes in a cardboard box, 
that counts. And that's the key thing. That's why I'm choosing this to talk about. Because when's the last time you, your family, or somebody you know ordered something online? Like how much of what you throw in the trash are boxes from stuff that you ordered or bought? Really think about that. 25% of all of our waste comes from that. Think about that. So we're talking about how you can make less of an impact. Did you really need to order all those things online? Like when's the last time you ordered something from Amazon or wherever, right? You order something wherever. When's the last time you ordered something online and it was like something really, really tiny and it came in a big box, right? Think about that. Like I know I've done that, right? And you think like, well, well that's a waste, okay? You might still be sitting there thinking, yeah, but how am I going to make an impact? So really think about this. Could you cut back on that on some of that stuff you're ordering? Could you ask your family to? Could you go somewhere local? So, right, it's not having to travel in a truck. It's not being sent on a plane or a train or a boat or whatever. You're going and you're getting it. You're going five miles down the road, 10 miles down the road. You're getting it and you're bringing it home. So is that decreasing the amount of paper waste? 100%. Is it also decreasing other waste? I would say yes. And here's another thing for you to think about. Let's take this one a step further, right? So if you want to take this step further, check this out. You guys might know who Jeff Bezos is. If you don't, he is the founder of Amazon. I believe right now he's the richest person in the world. I believe. So what he did something crazy recently, right? He donated $10 billion, right? $10 billion to fund different branches of environmental science research. Think about that. $10 billion. But let's rewind. Let's rewind here because I, I don't know if everybody's quite picking up what I'm putting down here. So we're going to rewind. So we said what is the largest percentage of waste? Well, that's paper and paperboard. What is that? Cardboard. Where do most people order their stuff from? Amazon. Who potentially... Potentially, I don't have numbers in front of me for this. But so based on that, who potentially creates the most waste? Be hard to argue that it's not Amazon, right? So think about this because too often do we think incorrect about how we can help the environment. So, and that's our topic today is how you can help the environment. So one way that I don't want you to decide to help the environment is by just throwing money at the problem. What can you actually do? We've presented one thing. We've thrown one thing out there, we can order less stuff online, okay? Going and donating to every charity that you have is maybe not the best solution for you. Changing some habits that you have might be an even better solution. Now, I'm curious how many people got that right. Like, I want to know. if So if you listen to this and you got it right, let me know. Let me know if you guessed correct and you knew the paper or cardboard was 25% or a quarter of all waste. But let's see if you can get the second one. The second one is food at 15.2%. So to me, here's a crazy thing that we've got to notice. We jumped down a whole 10% to get to the second thing in terms of waste. Okay? So you might be thinking, well, how can I make an impact on how much food is being thrown away? Well, do you eat? Do you eat everything? Right? If you put it, if you put it on your plate, are you eating all of it? Okay, so now let's take this a step further. Once again, 
let's see how you could improve how much food waste you are creating. Number one, here's what I would say. Try this for me just one time. Cook. Truly cook. Go buy, go to your local store, go buy all the vegetables, go buy whatever else, chop it up, do, you know, do whatever you need to do, put it in a pot, cook it, and eat it. But pay attention to how much you're getting rid of and how much you're throwing in the trash. Pay attention to that, okay? Because that is what's being wasted. The reason why I say to go cook is because I bet you if you go to some fast food place, like let's say you go to Taco Bell, I bet you if you go to Taco Bell, you are more likely to throw away the food that you don't finish than if you cook it yourself. Why? Because you put in the work. So that's the challenge for you. Cook your own meal. The other thing is this. You might not know much about what composting is or what that process is or the benefits of it and all of that. But if you, like say you're cooking peppers and you don't, you know, with the end with a stem, you don't cook that, right? You chop that part off, you uh, throw it in the trash. If you took that and, and you go just throw it on the ground in your backyard, guess what? Over time that breaks down, it becomes more soil and you're adding nutrients to the soil. So basically what I'm saying here is of that 15.2%, almost all of it, a large percentage of it, because the things that we can't compost are, are dairy products, meat, and you typically don't want to uh, compost citrus. Most other things in terms of food can be composted. So a large percentage of that food could actually be adding nutrients to your soil. And then guess what you could do with that? Grow more soil. So the challenge for you is... Go cook your own meal. You want to take it a step further? Grow your own food. The next thing that we're going to talk about is technically not third. It's actually by a very small margin fourth, but it makes sense to talk about it after food because this next one is yard trimmings. If you have a lawn, most likely at some point somebody has mowed that lawn. If you have bushes, maybe you've trimmed some of those bushes. Maybe you've cut up branches from your tree, you've picked up leaves, whatever it is. What happens when that organic material breaks down? Where does it go? Most people take it, they throw it in the trash can, the trash comes and picks it up, and it goes to a landfill, never to be used again. What if you put that with that percentage of food that you threw away in a bucket or in a pile, and you covered the pile, you let it sit there? Do you know what would end up happening? Well, if you don't, I'm going to spoil the ending for you. That would actually end up making some very, very nutritious soil. So then you could grow more of whatever it is. So then if you are going to grow your own food, let's say you have hydroponics in your house. Let's say you have a small garden. You've got a uh, uh, pots that hang from your window, right? Whatever it is, you have to plant whatever it is in soil. Now you have that soil just from taking your yard trimmings and taking your food waste, putting it in a pile and covering it. You gain something from that. So instead of just throwing it away, you gain something. And it helps the environment. Now the last percentage of waste that I want to talk about is... Like I had just said, by a very slim margin, this one is third. Because yard trimmings was 13.1%, but 
plastics is 13.2%. Where, where are most of those plastics coming from? It's a lot, honestly. To be honest, there isn't one thing. Like, you'll hear people talk about reusable water bottles and all this stuff. Almost everything. Like, I, I have a real challenge for you. Find something that you have that doesn't have any plastic in it. It's very hard. Even your clothes. Right? Even your clothes. A lot of your clothes have nylon in it. Okay? Think about it. Right? So, plastics covers a, a more wide range of things than you'd think. So that's another area where it is extremely harmful, okay? And, you, and, and we might be overlooking at how harmful it actually is because you might hear some people say, well, plastic doesn't break down, it's not biodegradable, all these things, right? And that to me, that, to me, that's got us thinking about it wrong because what we think happens is a water bottle stays a water bottle for the rest of time. That's not what happens. It's worse. So what actually happens, like if you took a water bottle, you throw it in the ocean, over time that actually does break down. Okay, so if you thought it didn't, that's wrong. But like I said, it's worse. What actually happens is it breaks down to almost like a, almost like confetti size. So picture a water bottle broken down into pieces that small floating in the ocean. What do you think is going to eat that? Right, and so if you, like I, I got a challenge for you. Go, go look this up. Go research this. Go just type in these two things, albatross, plastic. Albatross are these amazing birds. They basically look like a souped up seagull. And so what they do is they fly around in the ocean and like many birds, they're opportunistic. So if they see something shiny, they assume it's a fish. They try to eat it. So they end up eating a lot of plastics. The plastics don't necessarily kill them, but it makes them feel full, right? So they think that they're not hungry. Little do they know they're actually starving. So if you, if right now you happen to look up that image, what you're actually looking at in front of you would be the stomach of one of these albatross. And what you see is just a, like an insane amount of plastic debris. So if you guys remember, we've talked about what an indicator species is. One of the best examples of, of an indicator species was a bird. So what is that albatross telling you about the health of the oceans? You know, and so I shared a few statistics with you right now, okay? So we went over the top four largest percentage of where our waste is coming from, okay, or our type of waste. So, and that's important, and that those are things that directly you have impacted, right? You've added to that percentage in your life. For all of your life, you've been adding to that percentage, okay? This is the, the last key thing that I want to say here, and probably the most important. Right? If you could know nothing else about how to help the environment, but there's a key thing that I want you to understand. It's this one word, moderation. Okay. No matter what it is, I don't care what it is, it's bad for the environment if you do too much. I don't care what it is, it's not bad for the environment if you only do a tiny bit. Think about that, right? Really think about what I'm saying here, right? We know... Burning fossil fuels, especially if you are not properly filtering the air, that that creates a lot of pollution, acid rain, several, like we go down a long list of, of the effects of that, and we will talk about that. But we know that that's the truth, right? If the whole world only had one coal plant, it doesn't matter how bad that coal plant is, it's not going to be an issue, right? So now here's the thing. 
based on what we've talked about, it's the fact that we don't have moderation that is the issue. So paper was number one. How are you going to moderate the paper waste that you are creating? Number two was food. How are you going to moderate the food waste that you are creating? Yard trimmings and plastics. How are you going to moderate the amount of waste that you're creating? Guess what? It starts with moderating your consumption. Hopefully you guys had fun listening to that because I know I had fun making it. I'm really hoping that everybody learned a lot about those two subjects. I do want to end with one quick thing. I think it's great that we can learn this way. I think it's amazing that you guys have the opportunity to learn from listening to somebody like this. That's great. But don't ever take away from the fact that you can go out there and see some of the stuff that we just talked about. So when you get the opportunity, please, please, please go explore, do it safely, and go experience some of these things that we've talked about. Thanks for listening. Thank you.